Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. My name is Todd McLaughlin, and I will be your host. If you would like to learn more about our upcoming live stream yoga classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and or our online yoga studio, please visit us at nativeyogacenter.com. Thank you. Sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody. Today, my special guest is Jade Skinner. Um, check her out on her website. It's sacredjade.yoga. So go to sacredjade.yoga. Also on Instagram, you can find her, the handle at sacredjadeyoga. Check her out. Getting ready to have a conversation here. And she is an Ashtanga yoga teacher. She teaches over in St. Pete at the Body Electric. Um, the best way to get in touch with her is to jump on her website and sign up on her newsletter. And uh, you can tune into what the Ashtanga crowd or the yoga crowd over on the St. Pete on the west coast of Florida is doing. Uh, I'm really excited to have a chance to chat with Jade here. And I, I think you guys will really enjoy her. She's got a great vibe and and um, I'm so excited to introduce you all to her. All right, let's begin. I'm really excited to introduce you all to um, someone who I find is inspirational in the field of yoga. And uh, her name is Jade, and Jade Skinner. She's here with us today. Uh, Jade, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me, Todd. I'm super honored and excited. Of course. Well, thank you. I, I um, you know, I'm really excited to have a chance to talk to you because, you know, I feel like we are in um, an amazing place in time and space right now. And I get a chance to uh, meet up with you every two weeks with some other friends in the yoga community. And we, we get a chance to talk and, and, and share ideas and talk about what's going on. And um, I'm really excited for our community here to get to know you. Once things start to evolve in the direction of, you know, hands-on workshops and stuff like that, I can't wait to invite you down to <laughs> Juno Beach. You're over in St. Uh, Pete. You're over in St. Pete. Can you tell me what it's like over there? Yeah. No, thanks, Todd. That would be super exciting. And same here. When things, when they, you know, we can have those in-person workshops, I'd love for you to come over here and start. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be really great. Um, St. Peter's Baby School, it's it's awesome. Um, you know, even with everything that is going on uh, as far as social distancing, um, we still have uh, places we can go get coffee. <laughs> we, <laughs> we could, yeah, you guys, unfortunately, you can't go in the coffee shop. You have to right. order, you know, online or right outside the window. And wave at them, um, but you can still go get your coffee. And um, some of the, some you know businesses are open and restaurants and stuff. And uh, same pieces. I mean, it's a it's a cool place, little artsy hip happening city. That's um, cool. I haven't been to St. Pete in so long. Um, yeah. It's been a long time, but it's beautiful over there. I, I love the beaches there. It's pretty beautiful, and we're very lucky. The beaches are very close. Within for me, it's less than 20 minutes Perfect. and then our downtown area you have the boardwalk right along the the water right there so you can go ride your bike or put your roller skates on or skateboard or play in the park so 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, well, when this podcast release, it's going to be on July 4th weekend. And, um, you know, he, I don't know if you, I, very special, right? Um, I figure, yeah, we'll, we'll work around the theme of our experience of freedom and appreciation for it. Um, I would like to come curious, you know, over here in Palm Beach County, we just got the word yesterday that all of our beaches are going to be closed from, from Friday yeah. through Monday. Yeah. Cause Miami beach is closed and then Fort Lauderdale closed. And then, um, Miami was, I'm sorry, Palm beach County was put under the pressure, I think to, to follow suit. And, um, so, you know, it's a, it's a little bit bittersweet in the sense that, you know, everything was shut down here, the beaches. And that was like the hardest part, in my opinion, about having the, well, there's a lot of things going on with that. But one of the hard things was that the beaches were shut, you know, and the beach is like one of the most amazing places to experience fresh air, beautiful ocean, um, sunshine, wind, salt water, um, everything that we love as Floridians, at least coastal Floridians. Uh, and so, yeah, we just, yeah, yeah, it's going to be close. So, you know, I can, I can handle another weekend without it. That's no problem. I mean, shoot, we'll get by, but you know, I guess in terms of the crowding and all that stuff, they, they went ahead and shut it. Are you guys open? Do you have any word on that? You know, I don't know. You know, in one way, it's a kind of a sense of your freedom being taken away from you a little bit there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I know July you know, 4th. I mean, sorry. No beach for you guys. Yeah. 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 I haven't heard anything about our beaches being closed. Um, however, being a paddler, we're mm -hmm. very lucky that we um, have access to boat ramps. Yes. So the boat ramps more than likely will stay open. Um, but I haven't heard anything and I'm glad you brought that up because now I'm going to get off. Now you're like, Oh, I wonder, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's more I of wonder just what's going on. <laughs> I know. I think, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on the South Florida right now. And I, maybe West yeah. coast and North, you know, that area, um, is, is not feeling that same type of well, vibe. We have, um, we have, uh, I guess you want to call it beach patrol mm -hmm. that they go the, the, city of St. Pete or city of um, Treasure Island, they have their um, cops that are driving up and down the beach to see if people are maintaining a little yeah. bit of social distancing, yeah. but it seems to be pretty chill. Uh, I think they're just trying to make sure there's not any large crowds of 10 or more people. Yeah. But um, yeah, my anxiety just went up a bit there. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I shouldn't have blasted That's you with okay. that right at the beginning. I should have, I should have saved that to the end of the discussion, and then you then then we could have uh, gotten it. Well, the, it's just the an not to, Yeah, but that but that gives you an opportunity to do something else, uh, like ride your bike. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah, there's so many different activities that we can get involved in outdoors. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think it's supposed to rain anyway, so that would be, you know, that could make things a little less and a little less, uh, heartbreaking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I guess then I'm curious, did you teach this morning? You're an Ashtanga I teacher. Teach I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. That's cool. <laughs> and, um, I, I guess I, I wanted to let everybody know that you are an Ashtanga teacher. You hold down a Mysore program and you've been practicing yoga since 2000 and you've been taking trips to India and 
Um, you, you know, are, are real passionate about the Mysore Ashtanga practice. Uh, so that's why I wanted to ask, like, uh, what kind of class did you teach today? And what was it like in the studio in terms of your experiencing your experience of coming to terms with uh, social distance in the yoga room? So today I had uh, the Mysore practice this morning mm-hmm. and it's, um, you know, it's a bit uncomfortable with uh, all of the health guideline policies of wearing masks, not wearing masks, keeping distance and, you know, do you wear a mask while you're practicing? Do you not wear a mask while you're, while you're practicing? And the, the guidelines are constantly changing, but they've settled on, I, I believe it's the mayor or the governor has settled on that all local businesses inside that deal with customers inside. Um, the employees have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a gym or yoga studio, the students, the clients are exempt from wearing those during their exercise activities or their yoga practice, mm-hmm. which is, I'm actually grateful for that because yeah. it's, it's quite distracting and um, can feel a bit claustrophobic when you are, you know, moving and breathing and then you have this, this cover in front of you. Yeah. But we have, um, we have pretty good distancing between students in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, today I actually had nine students. Awesome. In class. That's good. The, the biggest I've had so far. And I had a couple that were on the online program that I teach as well. Cool. Um, I, I have to wear the mask and, um, I, I'm not exactly the uh, best. Oh, te- teacher so has to distance. teacher has to wear a mask. Yeah, the teacher has to wear the mask the whole time. Yeah. So, I you know, in one sense, it 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 kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just get to it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. But on the other hand, I'm glad that I'm not teaching a uh, class where I'm having to speak the whole time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Yeah, teaching Mysore. If you had to be up in front of a group and project, then it would be tough. Uh, However, I do have a lead intermediate on Wednesdays where I am teaching. So I do have the mask on and then I take a breath and pull down and, you know, get some air and then put it back. Yeah. I'm learning to adapt. That's good. And I know that it's not forever. So I try not to get, um, get sour, too sour about it. That's right. If I if I get too sour about it, then that reflects in the classroom, and it's not good for holding space. So my eyes smile when I'm looking at my students. <laughs> I come up close to them, and um, you know they can put their mask on when we're having a conversation. Yeah. Um, teaching has been interesting. It's definitely, I think this. Um, this way of teaching that we're kind of forced to do right now um, helps you to be a bit more creative. Yep, that's true. And then also a bit more intuitive. Yeah. Uh, because you can't, you know, as Ashtanga teachers, my fur teachers, we, we like to put our hands on people. Like, let me just, let me move you here or, yes. you know, just adjust them in a way that, you know, work for their body and get them to kind of connect with that felt sense of what you're doing. Um, but now it, the touches, uh, hands off or very minimal. 
yeah. I do very little bit of touching, mm-hmm. like very little. Like uh-huh. my finger, I'll po- point my finger at their back and say, okay, look at this spot and breathe. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to, to really like look at the body and think about what you're trying to get the student to, to connect with in their body and then really work on the articulation of your words. Um, that's a good point. And yeah. And then to, and then to also at the same time, see them get it because you can't put your hands on them right away as you're talking. So it's this whole dialogue of conversation of talking slower mm. and, um, actively listening as well to what the student is saying, also to what their body is, is doing and what you're seeing. So, yeah, it's been kind of cool and inspiring. That's cool. I think it's a really interesting combination in terms of timing where I know we were involved in discussions about the should or shouldn't we be doing uh, hands-on assist, maybe in in the sense of, you know, getting permission from the student and making sure that everything is done with consent. And then, then it was just like that just kind of flew out the door real quick. You know, like where you're like, right. now that's not even an issue <laughs> now. And uh, so that's been, I hear you. That, that is, uh, I think you're right. It's a frame it and the perspective that you're looking and, and seeing how we can get better at our verbal cueing skills and be better listeners that then it is a good opportunity so that when we are able to incorporate both aspects, that mm-hmm. that will be that much better, that much stronger. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the other thing about it is the students are now realizing that they have to take full responsibility mm. for their practice. Yeah. And it, um, I have found in the past where, you know, when we're giving adjustments, adjustments are great, but sometimes it can block the learning process if you continue to do the same adjustments over and over and over again or the mm. student is waiting for you to come over and help them. They, they don't, they, it's it, not to say in a bad way, but it becomes codependent, you know, yep. and, um, and they won't take the time to explore the depth of the posture on their own without you there to assist them physically in it. So now that's all changed and, you know, it comes down to what we've been saying for a while is you are your best teacher. Yep. That's so true. So I'm going to give you some guidance and some golden nuggets. And then I'll hang right here and watch you do it. (laughs) Yeah. And and you've got to self-motivate. And you have to to really anchor down and focus uh, uh, a bit more than you would if somebody was there um, physically helping you. Yeah, that's so true. And and I guess, and then and someone has that question of like, well, if they're not going to be giving assist to me, then why would I go to the studio? But, and what I'm finding is that um, when we're, when, uh, when we have our Mysore crew come in and if everyone's like really dialed in and they don't really need any sort of cueing or anything, they've been at it for mm-hmm. so many years that I go, well, you know what, I'm going to practice too. And then we all just practice together. The room's really quiet and that is the reason that I find I want to practice with a group is just the 
you know, it's not so much for the assists and it's not even so much for once you're proficient, the instruction as to just be like around and just, and I don't know why that still does seem important to me. I, I think that that really is um, kind of the essence for me. What about you? Are you, what are you the thinking? Community energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even I if you don't, that. even if you don't even talk to each other while you're practicing, but just, no one seeing someone over there sweating at the same time you're sweating. It just does help you to, I don't know. It just, it seems it fits good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. All That's, right. <laughs> uh, something I think very important um, as a teacher to, to, to jump into that community energy um, when you can, you know, if you have students in the room who, you know, they've been practicing for a while, as you said, and, it's just, a, it's different. You feed off of each other and you're there, you're there in silence holding space for one another, That's... which is really beautiful. And, you know, you can peek over and see, um, one of your colleagues or students or fellow teachers, uh, get something that they've been working on for so long. And you, you have, I, for me, I have like, I do like a little cheer inside for that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yay. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> That's cool. And then back to my practice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. As opposed to, dang it, how come they can do it and I can't? I'm so frustrated yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to have that. Yeah, that 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 like cheers the basis of of uh, <laughs> excitement for yeah. people. I hear you. That's cool. You know. Um, well, gosh, on the topic of freedom and July Fourth. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just going to come right out and say it. Do you feel like you're free? Wow, that's a... That's <laughs> a um, <laughs> Do you feel free right now? Is that too heavy? Question. That was too heavy. That's too heavy. Let that's me back it up. Question. Let me reel it back. Let me, Let me dial it back okay. a bit. Let me dial it back. I'll get I to think that. I would, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then we hear that yoga, if we're... If we look into yoga and then we see that there's maybe contemporary yoga and then there's like traditional yoga without getting muddled up in the tradition, but uh, mm-hmm. we often hear that what sometimes is the the definition of yoga from the traditional side or from the old school side is that the basis of the practice is surrounded around achieving liberation or the the purpose of the practice is to strive toward the direction of liberation or we hear the word samadhi or we hear the word um you know enlightenment or um uh, i always i always think of liberation and freedom as kind of the goal of yoga obviously we live in america which is a country that is prides itself on freedom it feels like it was founded on freedom um and that that's like one of our central tenets i think that maybe yoga is a very appropriate practice for this country, obviously for everywhere in the world, but, um, since we're so focused on that, do when it, when it comes to your yoga practice, can you relate a story or an experience where you have felt, um, an increase of freedom or maybe a transition from a moment where you felt like you were locked up and, or emotionally locked up and yoga gave you some sort of doorway or pathway to feel a sense of, of liberation or freedom? Yeah, so I'll try to do this without crying. Okay, you can cry if you want. <laughs> I love emotion. We can handle it. 
and we're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> there have been many incidents throughout the years where I have practiced, and it has um, emotionally freed me from the past um, past experiences, past trauma, mm. um, which has allowed me to see things more clear in my present day mm. and not fall back into cyclical habits. Mm-hmm. because you think that that's how it's supposed to be mm. or that's how it's always been. So um, I found um, my voice mm. in yoga, which I didn't have a voice for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the thought process of should I say that, should I not say that, you, you know, you, you, you don't really know what that person's talking about. Should you pretend like you know? And, and you know, there are times when you're younger where you um, you want to be included, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of go along with things. And as, and as I've been over the years of practicing and I've had these emotional breakthroughs, I realize that, no, I don't really care. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. I'm over, I'm over here doing my thing and I'm, standing in my truth and um, I feel really good about it. That's awesome. And if, uh, if you don't agree, that's totally fine. We can agree to disagree. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue on my path and um, be open to, to other people's perspectives and uh, worldly views and mm-hmm. not be so closed off, which is very easy to do. Mm. Um, so I think that that is also a sense of freedom yeah. to to know that. Um, man, this topic can go like many. I know, ways. I know. My brain's <laughs> spinning right now too. Um, I'm thinking. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Know, yeah, you know the other thing too is yoga has given me courage mm. to do things I never would have imagined doing in my life. Um, mm. I have a lot of other movement practices that I am, uh, that I do that uh, to me are another form of yoga practice. Mm. I'd love to rock climb when I can. Um, I've gone canyoneering, uh, out on a couple of retreats. I love hiking, but most recently, um, maybe not most recently, I've been doing it for a while, but I've, uh, I've taken up outrigger canoeing and, um, that has uh, helped me tackle the major fears of water. Mm. Um, and I feel that, that my practice and my breath practice, especially my physical practice, has made me stronger in my body to know that, it, you know, you'll be okay. You'll get yeah. through this. Yeah. You're just going to feel some stuff that's different and challenging and uncomfortable, but it's kind of like your yoga practice. Good challenging point. Challenging and uncomfortable at Good times. Good point. <laughs> But once you're in it and you get it and you let go of trying to control the situation and you just tap into your breath and fall into your fall into that space because mm. you know that the breath is there to hold you. The breath is there to comfort you. It's there to support you. And if you can just go with it and ride with it, it's, it's just this smooth, um, smooth wave of peace. That's a really great way. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. And I was, I was able to imagine you in your outrigger canoe as you were 
saying that and like kind of getting that sort of focus and having your breath tuned in with the the movement um i'm curious when you say fear of water like if you if you can you swim I can swim. When you I, when, when you go in a pool, do you do you feel comfortable in a pool floating or diving into water in a pool? I do feel comfortable in a pool. If I put you <laughs> not if I put you if you put yourself in in the ocean and you're like say 10 feet offshore, can you close your eyes and float and feel comfortable? Uh maybe. So what, what is the, what, what's, what is the fear? Where's the fear difference then between the pool and the ocean? Well, the pool, you can see what's in the water <laughs> <laughs> and the current is pretty predictable in the pool. True. True. A little in more, the, a little more controlled ocean, environment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a controlled environment and you know, the volume is controlled mm. <laughs> In the in the ocean or out in the Gulf, um, the volume is always fluctuating. You can't see what's beneath you. Yeah, always true. Um, the currents are unpredictable. You have winds, and and then there's this you know trauma from when I was a child, and I almost drowned when I was eleven from an undertow. Oh. And when I stood up, the water was. When I finally came out of the undertow, I stood up and the water was mid-calf. Uh-huh. That's not a lot of water. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're but, yeah. But no one had ever told me uh, to just relax yep. if the wave pulls you under. Yeah. So when you see, you open your eyes underwater and all you see are bubbles and you can't get out to get air and then I, I let go and it popped me up I got a breath of air and I stood up and it sucked me back under for a second time so for 20 something 20 something years almost 30 years I have just had this terrible yeah. fear of yeah. doing anything I do my visual surfing lessons from the beach mm. <laughs> the visual the visual art you, you see yourself yeah, getting getting caught it, in the barrel, getting get yeah, but it, yeah, but I just couldn't do it. But you know this. Um, so you since like, I've, yeah, I've been um, paddling. My coach. The interesting thing is, is uh, when I met him, he was doing unconventional training with one of our uh, one of our captains, Caitlin, on the team, and I saw this video, and she's hanging from a pull-up bar in gravity boots. Mm. doing some reverse, you know, sit-ups and, and squats. And I'm saying in my head, what the hell's going on over there? I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked to him and asked if I could get a coaching session, a training session from him. And he, he says to me, he goes, sure, sure, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what you got, what you're about. <laughs> I <was> like, uh, okay. <laughs> I just want to do a training session and maybe see if we could do a trade for yoga. And that's how it works. But, his way of training had nothing to do with lifting a bunch of heavy weight. Yeah. It is all about the fluidity of motion when you're in water. Mm. And, you know, and uh, it, it made me become less rigid in my yoga practice. Mm. I would be on a BOSU ball doing, you know, standing, balancing on one leg, juggling some balls back and forth to him. Try not to fall off the boasty ball, and his his 
response to me would say, he would say, stop trying to hold on and control it and just mm. feel it. Yeah. Because when you're in the water, you can't control it. You yeah. have to feel it, feel it, and you have to be one with it. And little did I know, I was being secretly recruited to join this uh, team. Mm. <laughs> Cross up. Well, that's a cool. I'll throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then the training started, and I still didn't even know I was being trained for it. Um, but long story short, here we are four years later. And uh, this year I did my first official um, OC2 downwind nice. with my coach. Nice. And didn't die. Didn't die. <laughs> didn't drown. Yeah. And then I went out and did my first official OC1 um, downwind, and my coach was on the boat with our captain, um, Caitlin, and he looked at me before we went out. He thought I was going to do some paddle outs on a surfboard or take my outrigger out on the beach side yeah. and not do this downwind. I said, no. He said, where are you going? Uh, I'm going with you guys. He goes, to downwind? I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a, he was shocked. He didn't he didn't see it coming. No, he was shocked, and I think I think I gave him a little bit of anxiety, but uh-huh. I made it back. I made it back in one piece. What? Yeah. What, what if you we get out there with you? We're in the middle, and then all of a sudden you freak out. Now we got to like get you on our boat and <laughs> tow your OC home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty big. I mean, and it was uh, there were a couple moments where I sat there saying. What are you doing? What? What? You, you, this is insane. What are you doing out here? That's, well, it's fine. All right. Well, let's go. Mother Nature will take care of you. You'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine. <laughs> that's awesome. I hear you. It, it's that's that is a, a sense of freedom for sure when you kind of go from oh my gosh, what's this going to be like, and then you just do it and you go, oh gosh, how, how come I was so nervous about that? That wasn't so bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, the OC is pretty amazing though. I, the first time I ever saw for, or uh, OC stands for outrigger canoe. And, uh, yeah. when, when I was 19, I, I, um, moved to Maui and I was working at the chart house and, uh, and Lahaina or sorry. And, um, Kahului, my bad, and Kahului, and uh, they had an outrigger canoe club right next to it. And so they would get like six person and, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the really big ones out there. And and I would just sit there and watch those guys. And, and, you know, in Hawaii, the canoeing is such a, like a incredible, it's, it's just in the culture that I, I I was too nervous to even walk up to them. Like there was that element, like the, (laughs) the Hawaiian hard, hardcore, like beach crowd is, when you're in your twenties, uh, you know, at the, or at the time, almost 20, I was, I was nervous. Like those guys are pretty heavy. And, um, uh-huh. but really that the OC crew, the paddlers are such a great bunch of people. I wish I had broken through that fear and just went and talked to them. But, um, now when I see people, um, outrigger doing the outrigger, the OC, it just looks, I don't know, something about the rhythm and everybody being in the right, right rhythm and sync with each other. Just, it's such a cool look. It looks amazing. That's awesome that you're in. Yeah. That. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. And, and you're absolutely right. When you, uh, it's, it's synchronicity and being connected to each other and being one with each other, like one blade, one stroke, one movement, one breath. Mm. And it's very, very like to me, just very 
um, sacred and special, and it uh, it resonates a lot because it is the same as when I'm practicing or mm. I'm teaching. Yeah, it's you know synchronicity of breath and movement and connection to yourself and connection to the others that are in the room with you. Yeah. That's a really cool bridge to make right there. I agree. Um, I mean, more so with, I remember reading that book, the, uh, the boys in the boat, which is about that Olympic, uh, crew team. And, um, you know, I, I didn't realize how, well, just from reading the book that how painful, uh, rowing can be because you can't stop. Like you have to stay Mm -mm. in sync. So (laughs) it's not like you can just say I'm off or, or let me get off rhythm. But, um, I, I guess probably when you're in a team of a team of people that are all on that rhythm, that even if you feel pain or you're going through a tough time, that once you're locked into that rhythm, you could feel that group energy kind of carrying you along. And I think you're right with the element of being in the yoga room and the mice room, there is a lot of similarity because even though you're maybe not swinging your legs all up at the same time, the way we do in a leg class or moving your arms all at the same time this way or that way, um, you know, it's that camaraderie that kind of pulls you through those real, you know, tough, tough times when, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few no, tough times I, here I and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Todd. Absolutely. That's cool. Awesome. And I, I'm curious, um, what, what's your favorite dish that you've cooked lately? Oh, man. It's actually been this keto chocolate mousse. Keto chocolate mousse, uh, keto chocolate mousse. So, so, so no, there's no sugar. Oh wait, keto means you're you're doing the ketogenic diet. That means there, are you? Do you follow the ketogenic diet, or is it just the keto chocolate mousse is is the bomb? I um I've, I'm like a I'm a what we call lazy keto. Lazy keto diet. That sounds reasonable. I'm a lazy keto. I'm not strict. Um, but the keto, yeah. keto chocolate mousse has been, it's been my jam. I, I think I've made one or two batches a week. It depends on how fast it goes. Yeah. And what's the ingredients? Probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be fattening, right? If it's keto, I mean, you're not eating sugar. It's, there's no sugar, uh, I'm I, guessing. There's no sugar, which is interesting. You know, it changed for me because I'm not a um, sugar alternative kind of girl yeah i want the real deal yeah and don't mess with my sugar yeah don't give me saccharin <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> this one asks uh says to use um lily's um sugar-free dark chocolate baking chips which are keto friendly and um and then i use swerve um powdered sugar alternative which it it doesn't leave a funky taste in my mouth, so uh, I'm like, I, you know, I, I just I, I decided I would just give it a try just to see. That's cool. And then there's heavy cream and um, coconut milk and vanilla and um, eggs and mm. um, and then I put some fresh grated cinnamon in there. Yum. So yeah, and then I'll top it with blueberries and yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty good. Is that pre-yoga or after yoga? Pre-teaching or after teaching? Is that like an energy boost? That's after. (laughs) That's like midday lunch snack or dinner. Sometimes I'll I'll have one or I have two a day. It's 
it's been, I had to cut myself off there for a minute. So I haven't <laughs> had it in a couple of days. Like that's but it. I am going to be making a batch tomorrow. <laughs> I know that yeah. from your time spent in India, did you, have you gotten into cooking Indian food? Oh, yes. Um, when I was in India, I took a couple cooking classes with Anu. She's one of uh-huh, the um, uh-huh. the ladies over there. Her and her husband that feed the yogis, and they're such beautiful people. And um, I learned how to make chana masala. I learned how to make idlis and sambar and um, palak and also paneer. Um, we learned how to make um, chapatis and we did not do doses. Those were required a little bit more time. And then some other vegetable things. But my favorite Indian dish is yellow dal. Mm. Um, sometimes called dal tabak. And uh, we didn't make that over there. So I came back here and I emailed her and said, Anu, I want to make yellow dal so bad. I want to make it like restaurant quality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want this. I want restaurant quality. So she sends me the recipe, and I'm actually very, very um, happy that I spent time in India because the portion sizes that she was telling me to use for tomatoes and onions and garlic are are a quarter, half to a quarter of our normal vegetable uh, sizes. Uh huh. So, you know, here I am adjusting, and let me tell you, I make a pretty, pretty um, wicked yellow doll. It's restaurant quality for sure. Restaurant, you, so when you, you pulled come it, over, you pulled it yeah. off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got the whole seasoning down with frying up the curry leaves and the spice and the ghee and putting that on top once the doll is done, and yeah. So oh, my gosh. One of my favorite dishes. That sounds awesome. Right now, it's about one thing. 30 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon here and uh, I haven't eaten yet and I'm so hungry so uh, <laughs> maybe we should change the subject <laughs> <laughs> yeah but always when I cook I cook with love and That's... you know the, the, the uh, interesting thing about that is I remember making a pot of doll one time and I was um, very irritated with somebody and the doll tasted like crap <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I was tasting it in the middle. I'm like, this just doesn't taste good. And I took a moment and paused and took a breath and said, it doesn't taste good because you're angry. Uh-huh. So you have to cook with love and you have to change the energy and breathe and, and, and just change it. You know, cook with love. Don't cook with anger. Cook with love and totally change the dish. But yeah, it was, it was not very good. That's awesome. So that's something that... That everybody should remember when they're cooking. Cook that, with love. That reminds me of uh, one of my favorite movies, like Water for Chocolate. I'm, I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen that. That's so great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool, Jade. Well, um, since I first proposed the, the concept of do you feel free, and maybe that does feel you know kind of heavy because then you're like, oh, what is freedom? But um. Can you can you leave us with a thought about what what freedom means to you? You know what in 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 a, in a context of what's achievable here and now, without getting into you know this country, that country. This person believes this. This person believes that. What what's something that 
you could say um, is important to you in respect to pursuing your freedom? I think to me, freedom is being comfortable in your own skin, mm. um, being brave when you think you are not or cannot be, and being brave to do, to, to I don't know, explore and yeah. experience new things. And to not confine yourself into a box of I can't because of you can, uh, you can, you can do and be anything you want to be. It's all about your mindset. It's about your motivation and your will and your determination and your willingness to fail. Mm. And be okay with not being perfect. That's my definition of freedom. That was great. That was perfect, Jade. I think, um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. That was a good answer. That's really cool. Well, man, it's, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have a chance to talk to you and, um, I'm excited for our yoga community here to get to know you. And, and I, that's one thing I love about having conversations like this, uh, is that, you know, we can kind of share our ideas, thoughts, and I, I look forward to, um, having the chance to, you know, get to travel around Florida here and do some yoga together. And, uh, me too. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'd be so excited for you to come over here and share with some community. That's that's and play cool. Some music too. That's cool. Yes, some music is good. <laughs> some Hanuman Chalisa or some. Uh, you. Yep. Um. You paddle, right? Yeah. Yep. You I, paddle paddle boards and you paddle other craft. You know, I've net well. The only things I've paddled is um, canoe and stand up paddle. And then when a boat's broken down, you know, you get the oar out and you try to try to get back to shore. But that's not that's survival paddle. Um, I have not paddled an OC yet. And I when we did the crossing for cystic fibrosis, where we paddle from uh, Bimini and Bahamas to Lake Worth. So mm-hmm. it's like a big like an 80, 80 mile paddle. Um, a lot of folks did. The, uh, there was a six person OC. There was a. I feel like there's even a big one, like a um, maybe a twelve. Do they make twelve? They do twelves, don't they? No, that's huge. No, that's way too big. Uh, they actually do in Hawaii. They Must have been do a six. Where they they do twelve, but the boats are locked in next to each other. Ah, uh, they do things like that for training. Yeah, but yeah, it's usually just a six. Six, gotcha. That's what that's what it had to be. They they still had it on this huge um trailer, like it was one of the the real deal big big ones and um but um yeah so so i know i have not tried the oc i really want to get a, a single a single person oc and then i then i looked at how expensive they were and i was like oh maybe i have to wait on that but um <laughs> they, well they, when you come this way um and uh you know if you're ever around this side just coming to hang out i'm happy to take you out on my oc one and see in the Awesome. Ask my coach if you can jump in the OT6 with us. I'm oh, sure that'd be he would, cool. He'd be okay with that. That yeah. would be awesome. That would be so great. All right. Well, um, 
yeah, then I won't have to be so nervous about, uh, you know, <laughs> breaking into the, uh, the beach boy scene. I'll have an in, I'll have an in. Thank you, Todd. Awesome, Thanks Jade. so much for having me. It was so great to talk to you as always. And Thank- I'm looking forward to our, um, our biweekly meetings. That sounds yeah, good. Coming up here pretty soon. We do. All right. I'll reconnect with you there. Have, thanks so much for joining and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks. Bye. Right, take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Native Yoga Toddcast. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed. Remember that if you'd like to learn more about upcoming classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and our online yoga studio, all of which you can access at nativeyogacenter.com. Your support is greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful day.